All right, I want to welcome you to another episode of the Real Estate Market Minute. You're home for news, the latest trends and analysis on the U.S. real estate market, as well as your personal how-to guide on real estate investing. This episode is brought to you by Audible. If I'm not listening to a podcast, I'm listening to an audiobook on Audible. Audible is the best way to find and listen to your next book. You can visit audibletrial.com slash realestatemarketminute for a free book and a free 30-day trial on me. All right, well, a lot of news over the weekend uh, that is absolutely necessary to cover on this show, and it starts with the failure of Silicon Valley Bank uh, out in uh, California and the complete collapse, really, of the bank. Uh, there was a run on the bank. I mean, we haven't seen this in, in a long time. I mean, wow. It really brought shades of the financial crisis back. Um, and, you know, it wasn't just Silicon Valley Financial. There were others to follow. I mean, it, it really was incredible. It reminds me when Lehman Brothers and then, there, you know, Bear Stearns after that. And you were like, well, how many more of these are there to go? Um, and, you know, this show is not about getting into really, you know, what we're, we're, I'm not going to talk about the financial crisis. I'm not going to talk about uh, how this relates, you know, to the broader economy. Well, maybe a little bit, but really what this is about is real estate and how this impacts real estate market. And go back to the two things that I said, right? See, these bank failures are an indication. They're an indication of a very tight monetary policy. Uh, interest rates, you know, climbing. And really the bank failure was more about uh, notes that were held in duration that was probably too long. And as rates went up, you know, those bonds, you know, obviously went down in value and, and, and all that. But what happens is this is an indication of the rate cycle uh, getting very tight, rates rising very, very, very quickly, right shocking the markets let's not rea- let's realize how much this shocked the the real estate market but it also has shocked clearly the financial markets um and we've seen a few more banks follow suit and so what go back to what i said this is there's two there's two scenarios that are going to play out right inflation's going to come down all right thereby bringing down interest rates because historically that's what would happen and it's an indication that if inflation is coming down the the federal reserve would pause on the tightening cycle now uh, the other scenario is, is well, we get a recession, and usually in a recessionary environment, rates tend to come down with it, uh, and either way, rates will come down. And, and when they do, and historically, when there's a recession, the housing market doesn't necessarily struggle. Actually, in many cases, the housing market does fairly well. Uh, really, it was only in 2008 that, you know, when it was the cause of the uh, financial crisis, the housing market, that is, that you know, prices came down so considerably. So what's the actual end result of this? Well, the actual end result is rates are coming down. Rates are coming down and they are coming down really, really suddenly and quickly. Why? Because everybody is coming out and saying, well, the Federal Reserve can't raise rates anymore, right? I mean, we're clearly at a risk of uh, a potential, at least in one segment of the financial markets, we're in a risk of a collapse. And we've already seen it. And so if we were to follow that, you would say to yourself, well, if I'm the Fed chairman, I'm looking at this and going, "Uh oh, I mean, can I really raise rates any more? Should I even raise them at all? Should I pause? Should I wait to see the fallout of all this, where it goes, what it means and, you know, reassess? And that's exactly what you're seeing. The 10-year Treasury obviously dropped from about 4.5% down to 3.5% in a matter of days. That is a stunning move. And it's a stunning reversal because it was rising after some inflation data that we saw recently that made us think, "Uh uh-oh, 
you know, uh, our rate's going to have to go even higher than we thought. So it's a real interesting um, story, and it's just a sudden change. And again, what does it mean? Well, I have to think it's going to stimulate real estate because these rates coming down, obviously it opens up affordability. We talk about affordability all the time. And when you open up the affordability door and you have so much pent-up demand, people that have been on the sidelines waiting, they're going to come right back in. Now, will some investors fear what's going to happen here? Could there be a recession? And will they you know, not want to make a move? Yeah, it's possible. You know, Will others take an opportunity to, to buy real estate? Uh, will sellers panic and possibly put their homes on the market quicker than they wanted to? Yeah, all of that could happen. We don't know yet, right? But what we're going to see is, and what I think, is that it's going to stimulate the real estate market in one way or another. And we're going to see that, and we're going to find out how, uh, really, in the next month or two. Stay tuned to the show so we can talk about it some more. And that's it for me today. Bring me your questions and comments to mark at thecelebgroup.com or at the Salib Group on Instagram. Don't forget to check out our other podcast, Inspirational Minute with Mark. You can also read more from me. Check out the original content at my personal page, medium.com slash at Mark Salib. If you're an agent, reach out. Let me know how I can help you set and accomplish your goals. Don't forget to leave a rating for the show. Subscribe to help others find the show and be informed and educated about the real estate market just like you. See you on the next Real Estate Market Minute podcast. 